Good afternoon, patriots. You are tuned into Living with Liberty, your source for common sense and truth. I am your host, Ryan. Today we'll talk about biblical scholar Don Lemon, and we'll have an update on Marionette Miller Meeks and her pending battle with the House of Representatives, mainly the Democrats, over her seat in the House, all next on Living with Liberty. Apparently, Don Lemon of CNN fame is now a biblical scholar and theologian. I'll play a clip in a little bit from his little rant on The View yesterday morning, complete with all the usual leftist media hack word salad racist rant. I want to give a shout out to Thoughtful Otter on Parlor for posting the Breitbart piece that turned my attention to this story. Uh, I'll, I'll link that Breitbart piece in the in the uh, description box here. Now, to give a full disclosure, I am a Christian. I do go to church, and I do volunteer in ministries at my church. I'm also not perfect. None of us are. So I tend not to publicize too much that I am a Christian for fear of turning people off to it. I think there's such a stigma around Christians and the expectation they're perfect. And I certainly am not perfect. And I kind of hate to turn off anybody who might be seeking the Lord in in that respect here right away with my human imperfections. So I tend to pick my spots to share my faith. And, you know, I debated how in depth I go with even this story with the Don Lemon's his his rant on the View. I, um, you know, I kind of debated whether I I do this or not, and I I think it's important. I think we have to because it just shows what kind of um, kind of forces we're up against, if you want to put it that way, and and the thinking we're up against, you know, with the left. You know, and also I I'll preface this by saying I'm. I'm not here to judge what's in someone's heart. I'm not going to judge what's in someone's heart and what their relationship may or may not be with God. That's between that individual and and God. You know, only God can judge that. Only God can judge us all. So what I can say in just looking at this from a purely analytical position is that our uh, America's favorite perpetual victim here, Donna Lamone. Uh, his segment on The View is, in my opinion, it shows he is not familiar with biblical or church doctrine and all. He's not familiar with what the Bible says. He's not familiar with what God's Word says. And he tries to secularize and cherry-pick biblical verses to try and rationalize the sin he lives in, to try and rationalize uh, in his view, how the church should be more inclusive. Now take a listen to this clip, and we'll come back on the other side of it and shred his word salad apart. And I want to give a shout out to Newsbusters for this clip. We learned that the Vatican has said that the Catholic Church won't bless same-sex unions, quote, since God cannot bless sin. They go on to say that this does not imply a judgment on persons. But I want to know, do you think this sends a damaging message? And how do you feel about that, given that obviously you are now engaged and going to get married? 
Well, I think there are, listen, I respect people's right to believe in whatever they want to believe in their God. But if you believe in something that hurts another person that, or that does not give someone the same rights or freedoms, not necessarily under the Constitution because this is under God, uh, I, I think that that's wrong. And I think that the, the Catholic Church and many other churches really need to reexamine themselves and their teachings because that is not what God is about. God is not about hindering people or even judging people. And to put it in the context of race, I find that, uh, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said the most segregated place on earth, uh, time on earth, was 11 a.m. on a Sunday morning. So I think that religion and the pew keeps us from actually, they're barriers from people actually getting to know each other. So I would say to the Pope and the Vatican and all Christians or Catholics or whomever, whatever religion you believe out, you, you happen to belong to out there, go out and meet people and try to understand people and do what the Bible and what, what Jesus actually said if you believe in Jesus, and that is to love your fellow man and judge not lest ye be not judged. So Now let's start right out of the gate here with the Vatican. In my view, the Vatican finally got something right. I, in my opinion, they've been making many missteps under, under the current pope, I, and they got this one right. Same-sex marriage is a sin. Homosexuality is a sin. To me, both are unnatural, unnatural and fly in the face of, of uh, nature. I mean, we don't see, like, gay dogs or anything like that. So why you think it's okay and natural and humans beyond me, but that's neither here nor there, I guess. But, you know, if we're looking at any church that's following biblical doctrine and Bible is God's word that he has given to us, spoken by him through his, his servants and prophets, it's right there in the text. That's his law. And right here, we'll see in First uh, Timothy chapter 1, verse 10 in the Bible, uh, this is a letter from Paul to Timothy, and it's talking about the law. So starting in verse 8, Paul writes that the law is good if one uses it lawfully, and understanding this, that the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, or murderers, and when we get to verse 10, the sexually immoral men who practice homosexuality. Now, also important to notice, Paul writes this in this, uh, pretty much these same words to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Now, I'm guessing here that Don doesn't really crack open a Bible all that much. It's right there in God's word. It's right there, and anybody would infer from that that really any Bible-believing church is is not going to bless a, a union, marriage, whatever, but, but between homosexuals. It's just not going to happen. Now, the other piece here is I'm still waiting for somebody to show me this in the Bible. To my knowledge, nowhere does it say Two men or two women should be married. It's it's clear. It marriage is between a man and a woman, a husband and a wife. So, Don, the Catholic Church and many other Bible believing churches hold to this truth that homosexuality and gay marriage is a sin. 
So for you to, to, to come out and try and, and weasel your way in and try and make and make it seem that the church isn't inclusive is uh, it, it's pathetic, really. Now, kind of moving along here, CNN's perpetual victim then seems to give us uh, permission to believe in whatever people want to believe in or to believe in their God, however they want to. I'm, I'm so glad that this pompous jerk is is giving us permission to do that. He, he listened to his voice. He's, he sounds so elitist and snobby and, and looking down on the deplorables. But, but here's where his problem is. His problem is if it hurts another person, then you can't believe that because it takes away the rights of another person, not under the Constitution, which is a document he has no clue as to what it says anyway, so he's just throwing that out there. But he says it's under God. Well, hold on there. The First Amendment protects freedom of religion, for one. Like I said, he's throwing the Constitution out there. He doesn't even know what it says. And it's been uh, upheld many times that churches and religious organizations are exempted from laws that go against their religious teaching and beliefs. Nobody's rights here are taken, Don. The states say you can go have your marriage down at the county courthouse if you want, or justice of the peace, or wherever and whenever you want. Nobody is stopping gay marriage. It, it, many, if not all, states have that as a law at this point. You just aren't going to get the church's blessing on it. You're not going to get most churches to even perform the ceremony. Also, no self-respecting church is going to turn you away because of sexual, sexual preference. So there goes that argument, too, that churches aren't inclusive. I have never been to a church that has said, yeah, if you're gay, get out of here. They're, they're just not going to do it. Now, personally, do I care? Do many other Americans, even Christians, care about someone being homo homosexual? No, I don't think so. I, it, to me, that's your choice. I don't, I don't really care one way or the other. What I do care and what I think many care about is if you're constantly jamming it down our throats, throwing it in our faces, throwing your tantrums that you, that you, that you don't have rights and that this, this institution isn't being inclusive of us, that's a complete load of crap. No, I, and then this is something that's gone on um, or has been said by, you know, many of, of a pastor, I'm sure, mine in particular. It's, you know, hate the sin, not the sinner. You have a free will under God to make your own choices. Do I acknowledge that homosexuality is a sin? Yeah, by God's very word in, in the Bible, his word says it is. His law says it is. Am I going to judge or admonish anyone and tell them either repent of the sin or burn in hell? No, absolutely not. You don't build any bridges that way. You hate the sin, not the sinner. Plus, I am not the judge. God is. My job is to pray for that individual so that uh, they turn from their sin, that they see the light, that they come to God and accept his laws and, and wisdom and his mercy. And it's the same for me. I, I pray for my own repentance and my own sin daily 
and that I turn from it. Again, we're human. <laughs> it's it's very hard. Nobody says it's easy, right? But Don Lemon just wants to stoke hatred and attack Christians for their beliefs. He wants to peddle his, you know, his racist views, his anti-American views. So that, that's all he's doing here on with this appearance is, I think he's peddling his book or something is what his appearance was about. I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that Don Lemon is a big supporter of the separation of church and state. I'm sure if we went to and called for and won prayer, getting prayer back in schools, he would throw an absolute fit. But since this is maybe something that he's pushing, an agenda he's pushing to get churches more in, in inclusive and inclusive in quotes uh you know he's going to throw a fit about that and and probably feels that the state should take over make the you know make churches perform and bless gay marriage don lemon says we need to we need to make churches bless gay marriage he's only for probably and again I'm, i'm speculating here but you know my guess would be based on his views and what I've observed that, uh, you know, it's, it's separation of church and state until it benefits him. Now the left wants this secular garbage culture to infect every last nook and cranny of society and of our institutions. Churches are hurting people's feelings, our perpetual victim from CNN says, so they should go against their beliefs and bless our debauchery. The church's teachings are are the church's teachings not what God is about? Isn't that the very essence of what a church is to teach? God's word, that's what he's about. Any church teaching biblical principle is teaching what God is about. This statement once again shows Don Lemon has solidified his spot on the Mount Rushmore of dumbest media people. I'll repent and ask forgiveness for that statement later, and maybe many others prior and after at this point. But uh, like I said, I'm not perfect by any means. Uh, You know, I'm so glad that the Reverend Don Lemon has enlightened us on what God is really about. God is not about hindering people, really. God doesn't hinder people, Reverend Lemon. We have free will. I am free to do what I want. I am free to choose to obey God's will and word if I want, or I am also just as free to go against it. God is not a totalitarian tyrant like you, Reverend Lemon, and the rest of your media hacktivist friends. God doesn't make one choose him. We do it on our, uh, of, of our own free will. That is the, the, you know, essence of it and the requirement, God isn't hindering anybody in any way, shape, or form. It's our free will and our choice to uh, follow him and his laws and in his mercy and grace. That's, it makes it plainly obvious you have no idea what you're talking about, Don Lemon. Now, the other thing here is um, Don Lemon, again, showing his ignorance, He's he said God is not about judging people. Well, hey, uh, Reverend Lemon, there, God's job is to literally judge us all at the end of our time here on earth. 
Now, if you would crack your Bible open and turn it to Ecclesiastes 3, uh, chapter 3, verse 17, it says, God will judge the righteous and the wicked. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 30 says, the Lord will judge his people. And you literally have the whole book of Revelation, which is about God's judgment of the people on earth. I feel like I'm using too many literallys here, but that is exactly what it's about. But America's perpetual victim doesn't want to know any of that. He doesn't want to actually let people believe and live by the word of God. No, the Reverend Donna Lamone will only allow you to do so if it's convenient for him. If it's inclusive enough for his tastes and liking, liking then you may uh, worship as you wish. Never mind, he says, living according to the moral authority of a higher power. And didn't say it. I guess he implies it, though, right, in what he's trying to say here. You know, and that's, that's an authority that if we all lived by, it would definitely make the world a better place. Lemon wants us to drop our convictions. And really, it's not our convictions, but God's law, what God commands us to be. He wants us so that uh, Christian churches, which are already, in my opinion, some of the most inclusive places on the planet, can cater to his poor, hurt feelings. All right, let's finish up the Ryan is going to hell segment with this. Now, of course, America's sweetheart here couldn't leave the segment without race baiting. He mentioned race a bit in the piece I played. Uh, and. There's more. Uh, this is uh, this next part wasn't in the segment. I cut it down from about three minutes to a minute and a half. I, it wasn't in any of the three-minute segment uh, at all that I had, had pulled from Newsbusters. Uh, definitely wasn't in the segment I played. Uh, but it was covered in the Breitbart piece that I'll link in the description box. Now, Don Lemon thinks that in order to begin the process of addressing racism in America, we need to start by addressing the true identity of Jesus, which he said was black or brown, not white. Now, first off, we, we can address this made-up racism problem by just taking away the microphones and platforms of all these media morons and the race-baiting elected officials. We can kill this, this seemingly never-ending parade of tossing about its you know racism by just doing that and since we can't take their microphones away just ignore these idiots now second here every church i have ever been to in my life has always acknowledged and taught that jesus was of middle eastern descent he was jewish so by proxy that would mean he would have a darker complexion than that of a european of the majority of Americans, Canadians, whatever, anybody that is of European descent. No church I ever went to portrayed Jesus in a picture or words or description as a blonde-haired, blue-eyed carpenter, as Lemon has put it. I hate to tell the Reverend Don Lemon, but Jesus, being from Israel and of Jewish descent, you know, Israel's uh, he must not be very good at geography, I'm guessing, because he threw out black or brown there. I'm going to 
go out on limb and say Jesus probably wasn't black there, Donnie boy. Uh, he's you're just saying this, Don Lemon's just saying this to continue his race baiting, sell a few books, and to continue to attack Christians. He wants Christianity to fit his lifestyle, not the other way around. He doesn't want to submit to what God's teaching says. Don't worry, Don. I won't judge you. It's not my place. I will say, based on my analysis again, that your character stinks. You've got this all wrong. You have, once again, no idea what you're talking about. Uh, you look like a total fool on there, on The View, talking about uh, uh, the Bible and what you think God is or isn't. And you, like the rest of us, are living in sin and need God's mercy daily. And that's what I'll pray for you, for all of us, for myself, anybody and everybody, that we all find the peace to search our souls such that you know our eyes are opened. If we if we happen to be believers, that we're open, our eyes are open more, and we see God for who He truly is, and that we are do our best daily and in, in our human flesh to to live by His law. Now, my next topic here is an update on the marionette Miller Meeks seat in the house. So, if you remember that uh, I covered this a few weeks ago, I think. Now it was uh, Miller Meeks is the elected rep from Iowa's second district who has been sworn in by the way she was sworn in to uh the house of representatives she won her district by 6 votes uh her election to that seat was recounted and certified 6 ways from sunday she never trailed in any of the recounts and it was certified and i you know learned today that it was certified by a unanimous decision by Iowa's uh, elections board, which is three uh, three Republicans on that board and two Democrats, and it was unanimous. So what's the problem here? Well, her opponent, uh, Rita Hart, went crying to Nancy Pelosi instead of utilizing all of the legal options granted under Iowa law. So Nancy Pelosi, last Thursday, when asked if there was a chance for Miller Meeks to be unseated, responded with an affirmative that she could see a scenario where Miller Meeks is unseated in favor of her Democrat opponent. Miller Meeks is saying the public should be outraged, and she is absolutely right. Not only should Iowans be outraged by the fact that their votes and their wishes for who is representing them in the House of Representatives is being thrown away at the behest of a request to Nancy Pelosi. And let's be real here about this and about the chances that this actually goes through. With the rules that were drawn up for this hearing, this procedure, whatever you want to call it, I I think the chances are pretty high, given the the makeup and partisan nature of uh, the current uh, house and Truthfully, it's been that way for a while, but I think the chances are pretty high here that Miller Meeks does get unseated along a party line vote in the House of Representatives. Now, I think the rest of us, those of us not in Iowa, should also be very mad and very concerned about this as well. This is something that could easily happen in our district, and this is setting a dangerous precedent. 
we have a yes it was a razor thin margin six votes decided this seat well who's to say in in nancy pelosi uh, saw a bit of an interview she's her, her part of her reasoning was what well, was six votes that's why we're taking it up well who, who the, so who cares it was six votes certified on a five nothing uh a five nothing bipartisan panel election commission who's to say that next time it's not well it's 20 votes and the next time it's 100 votes where does it stop then there was no evidence of any wrongdoing or anything within uh this election process you know, where, where would it stop? A thousand, two thousand? You have to win by 10,000. Uh, otherwise, the House of Representatives is coming for your seat. Uh, you, you, are we looking at a, 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 a possibility here of every close vote that will now get thrown to the House of Representatives, have them vote on it and possibly have the will of the people overturned and probably will every time based on the partisan makeup. And what, what of course Democrats aren't realizing here is that this can work both ways. I see a lot of fire in the new Republicans that have been coming into uh, the house of representatives. I think they will remember this. And if it's overturned, they will use these tactics. If given the opportunity, the rules are changing. The new rules are being set by this. If the Democrats want to create new rules, well, let's play by them then. Is that what the Democrats really want? We all know they don't think, think any further than today. So it must be. They establish new rules. And you know down the road that the tables will turn and they'll cry and whine about it when their, their rules that they created are used against them. I hope Iowans on both sides, and I hope not just Iowans, but I hope all Americans on both sides stand up to this. It's one thing if it's a, an election that was in question and kind of approved under the table, but th this was certified by a bipartisan commission, 5 nothing. Miller Meeks never trailed. She won after recounts in which she never had trailed. And the election was certified. And her challenger to boot never bothered with the, any of the legal challenges afforded under Iowa law. So what message does this send here? That if we don't like something, we don't like the outcome of an election, uh, that we can just run to Congre Congress, we can just run to the House of Representatives. And, and, and what's this saying? It, it's saying that, well, you, you know, these, these elitists in Washington are basically telling us with this then that, no, oh, you, you know what, you, you smelly Walmart shoppers, you deplorables don't know who to vote for, who needs to be voted in. Um, so we're going to do it. You, you just let us morons here in Washington figure this out for us. Or for you, I should say, for you deplorables. You know, all this is going to do is, is piss people off even more than they already are. And it's only going to spur more action. And in Iowa, they will make sure that no recounts are needed next time. I mean, this is Democrat hypocrisy at its finest. I thought there weren't any, you know, wasn't to be any challenging certified election results. But apparently there is if it's, if it means that uh, we've got a Democrat getting the, 
the short end of the stick and we can slide them into a House of Representatives seat. You know, then the Democrats are okay with it. They'll allow it. I would encourage all of you to call your representatives, especially the Democrat ones. We need to make this as politically painful as possible for them. Miller Meeks' seat would come down to a House vote. And we know that the, the House right now, the, the Democrats have a, a majority. It's a slim majority, but they have a majority nonetheless. You know, make it known to your reps that certified election results need to be upheld. Make it known that if they vote to unseat a duly elected and sworn-in member of Congress, that that's going to be a painful point of emphasis by their opposition in the, their next campaign for their House seat. We need to pressure those representatives of ours to do the right thing. It's the best thing we can do right now. And it's, it's the way we, uh, we can handle this is to put pressure on, those, on our representatives. They're going to vote for this thing. And we have to have the mindset that this could come for um, a representative we elect in our districts the next time. And like I said, it can go both ways. That There's new rules that could be set out of this that next time bites the Democrats. And, and so I, I think everybody on, on both sides need to uphold the integrity of our elections here in, in this, you know, especially in this regard where we have certified sworn in member of Congress here. You know, the best thing we can do is to get our opposition on the record in uh you know in terms of this obvious partisan hack job to unseat a duly elected member we need this on the record and then we need to watch how our elected officials vote on this so we can hold them accountable come next election friends that's my show for today thank you for joining me i'd be appreciative if you checked out my website livingwithlibertypodcast.com. I have some exciting things in the works that we'll be unveiling in the near future as, as time goes on here, both with, uh, with the website and you know some of the branding, I think, not to give too much away, but some of the branding of the podcast as well. Also, I'd appreciate it if you subscribe to my show and leave a positive review if your platform allows. It helps us move up the charts and helps more people find the truth. I appreciate you spending part of your day with me. Please help us spread the truth by sharing my show and website with friends and family. My website is livingwithlibertypodcast.com. Also, let's connect. You can do that by subscribing to my show as well as signing up for notifications. Follow me on social media. My main account is on Parlor. I am at Living with Liberty. I am also on MeWe. Just search for Living with Liberty. Liberty isn't a given. We must fight to protect it. Working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time.